It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate, another episode of Frontline Fridays with my very special guest, Bridget Gleason. Bridget, how are you today? Andy, I am great. And Andy, may I just make a comment that I love your enthusiasm whenever you announce this show. I always listen and think, oh my God, this is so exciting. He's so excited about this. It gets me excited. I am excited. Hopefully everybody that's listening is excited as well. So, And today, in particular, we get to have one of our favorite things that we do from, I don't know, maybe monthly. I don't I haven't really been tracking how often we do this, but talk about new books that we've been reading about sales and marketing business, uh, personal reading, whatever, whatever that's exciting. Whatever us. it is. Whatever yeah. it is. So um, I guess I'll lead today. Great. So one new book I've read recently, I really enjoyed. And I think for anybody who is in the business of presenting information and, you know, communicating with people. So hopefully salespeople, marketing people, and it was a book called uh, Draw to Win by Dan Rome, R-O-A-M, who wrote the book. Draw, uh, the back. Draw, Draw to Win. To Win. Okay. Now Dan's, Dan's you know, New York Times bestseller with, I think, his book Back of the Napkin or something. But his, his whole thing is about how do you... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Back of the Napkin. Okay. Yeah. So, so how, do you, how do you use illustration, if you will, drawings, to more effectively communicate... Uh, your message. And so he was also on the show a few weeks ago for people listening to this, go back and listen to that, that episode and my conversation with him, but um, a great book because he really breaks down. Okay. If you want to use drawings effectively and his, his, his pull books, you know, his stick figures. I mean, nothing really, it's not like it's, it's not like he's using great art. He's basically like using stick figures and able to describe processes and situations and sort of abstract ideas so clearly enhancing it using using figures and so he breaks it down into a sort of six-step recipe about how to effectively do this and and yeah i'm working on on my uh, my newest book and yeah i'd love to have some illustrations in there so i've been practicing my my uh, very simple drawing because he he gives you a very you're not talking again not talking about doing artwork you're talking about doing drawing so are you going to do the illustrations for your book i'm going to try is that what i'm hearing well, i'm going to try i'm not committing right. that they're going to make the final <laughs> the final cut okay but okay, i've done some already impressive in my mind but um i just read a another book from a um, may i make one comment on that before you go to the next sure book? sure I was out uh, at a client actually in uh, France two weeks ago. I have to remember where I was. And as I've mentioned before, Logs.io, is, it's, it's a very technical product, and it's, it's you know, log management analytics. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. one of the guys that we met there, we were in a conference room, and he said, oh, come over to my office. I want to show you something. And, Andy, he had this huge logo representation 
of his servers and firewalls and connectors and uh, applications. And he had the whole thing laid out. So it's, he didn't have stick figures like Dan did. He did this logo. He did this Lego mm-hmm. world that he, and he told us that on the side, he is a Lego consultant for business. And he works with companies to help them map out conflict, model and resolve conflict using Legos. <laughs> Think about that one. Okay, that's I not a book. <laughs> but when you're talking about drawings, I what immediately came to mind was this Lego world. And he well, consult- and what, yeah, so it's, it's visual, but it's visualizing. It's it's, it's it's visualizing, right? It's the same. It's the same basic concept. Is how do we get it out of out of our head into something that is abstract, into something that visually is just is is, is a different. Um, we just have a different relationship to it. Yeah, and more compelling. And you know, Dan Brome gives you know numerous examples about you know how in his own business, which he has a consulting firm that works for uh, major enterprises, that that you know the conversion rate on the proposals has gone up substantially because of the way they. They do their presentations and they present the material and their proposals using drawing and and then gives tips about, you know, hey, if you're presenting to a customer, you know, what can you do to to get them involved, right? He talks about this whole idea of starting a presentation at a whiteboard and then stopping and handing the pen to the customer, let them finish it, right? Mm. And then suddenly you're collaborating and co-creating value and so for for people looking for another tool that anybody can use, because he's very clear and because very, very detailed instructions that really help simplify this idea of how you can mm-hmm. become much more effective at drawing. Uh, again, not becoming an artist, but drawing concepts. Yeah, really recommend you pick up that book and read it. It's it's it's, uh, it's very inspirational, and um, yeah, I've been using it in other things, but I mean, certainly looking at using my book as well. But yeah. Very well done. It sounds like a great book. Yeah. So I really enjoyed the back of the napkin. So yeah. I'll make sure to pick that one up too. Okay. Cool. So and I'll look read. forward to seeing your stick figures as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. So what have you read recently? Um, well, I read. You know, I have to think about what's my, I, I, I'm always, I've always got one sort of business book and one fiction that I've got mm-hmm. going at the same time. The most mm-hmm. recent that I read uh, sort of business book was a book by a guy at Google called Search Inside Yourself, The mm-hmm. Unexpected Path to Achieving Success, Happiness, and then he has in parentheses World Peace. <laughs> and it's a, it's a little bit. In one of our more recent episodes, we were talking about stress and and you know how that affects sales and performance. Mm-hmm. And I also I try to balance the very sort of technical books that I read about sales process and structure, and with the ones that are really more uh, the inside game mm. is what's what's happening internally. And how do we make sure that we've got conditions for success set up in our own little hardwired brains? And 
nothing in there he says is new. I mean, this is this is a class that he uh, started at Google, and then he's has since open sourced it. But it's it's again, how do you how do you reduce that stress internally? How do mm-hmm. you um, have a position of like a resting point of abundance and calm so that you can go and execute on those things that you need to execute on. So I really, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the book. Do you know the author? Uh, Chade Meng Tan. Okay. All right. And you said you're reading something fiction as well? Yeah, I'm reading a book. uh, God, I'll have to, I, I read on my Kindle. And so it doesn't have, the problem with, for me with reading on the Kindle is I don't have the book that I see every day. You know, it's not sitting in my shelf. So I don't all often remember the titles. But this one is, it's a book that is uh, set in actually Jerusalem. And because I go back and forth to Israel. Mm-hmm. And it's just a book about um, some conflict that was in Jerusalem. I read a lot of nonfiction as well as fiction now about Israel, since I do mm-hmm. a lot of going back there. Sure. Um, so it's just sort of, a, I just started it, but nothing that I would recommend or not recommend yet. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. So my turn, huh? So another one I read recently that I've talked about and the guest as uh, the author has been a guest on the show. Well, actually, I don't, by the time this airs, he won't, his episode won't have aired yet. Okay. But I urge people to look forward to it. Um, there's a book called Every Data, The Misinformation Hidden in the Little Data You Consume Every Day. The author's name is John Johnson, John H. Johnson, who's a, he's an economist. And a great book about how we just don't know how to use statistics and data. And Oh, God, yeah. You know, this is a, a you know, pressing topic for sales because increasingly we have more and more data that's available to us about, you know, what's, what's happening within our sales efforts, our marketing efforts. And the author's contention is, and I think that this is born, born out by sort of the way we look at some of the metrics and data we use within sales is, um, yeah, that, that we're misusing it because and one of his primary themes is that, that, you know, we have this confirmation bias that that's working that we, we look at the data and use it to suit and justify something we already believe to be true. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think we do do that. Oh yeah. And on top of which the other thing, perhaps even more pressing, if you will, as we look forward to, you know, how we're using data more effectively and selling is he says, you know, we confuse correlation with causation. Mm. This is perhaps the biggest thing, right? We see a number and say, okay, well, you know, something saying that this correlates to a higher open rate, let's say, of, of emails. But we tend to think that's, you know, maybe it's a certain subject line, but we tend to think that that's the cause where it correlates, but it's not the cause. Right, so we're not really getting down to. We understand we have all these correlations in sales, yeah. But we have very little knowledge about what's actually causing the underlying you cause or what makes something happen. And so the book sort of explores that at, at length, and and um, I mean not too long because it's a fairly fairly short book, but the uh, quick read, real eye opener, 
for anybody that's at all interested as anybody in sales, again, especially managers that more and more are being presented data, uh, get you to think more clearly about what it is you're really seeing. Sounds like a great one. I, I always, if only I had more time, that's all I need, more time. And I would read constantly. I'd read and learn languages. That would, those would be my two things. So <laughs> okay. when I am uh, rich and retired, mm-hmm. you can find, you'll be able to find me in a library. I'll hire you language. as my book reader. All right. I would so do that. And that I would save me a lot of time. Much. I wouldn't even charge much. <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. Okay. Because I enjoy it. Yeah. All right. So um, do you have another one? I have another oh, I always got another one, but. One that I read recently was, I may have mentioned this before, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. Uh, I can't remember if we talked about that or not, but yeah. I, Others God, have mentioned I, it. I love reading books from founders and CEOs mm-hmm. because I love being in the startup space. That's mm-hmm. my place to play. And this book, I think for me, just the overarching message is we look at Nike now, this big, iconic brand, and it just seems like they've been successful and big and iconic for a long time. And when you go back to the origins and the, the guts of Phil Knight and the number of times that they were on the brink of bankruptcy or dissolution or not getting off the ground mm-hmm. and the setbacks and the, it's just a great story of perseverance and courage. And I, I just think it applies in these, these companies that we look at that, that, when our expectation is that they just sort of went up and to the right from the beginning. Hell no. They went up, down, left, right, back, forward, almost gone, mm-hmm, successful. Mm-hmm. And, and sales for us can also be similar. We have lots of moments when we feel like it's not going to happen. Is it? And just having this fortitude and resolution of spirit and just determination. Resilience. And resilience. Resilience is so key. And he was just really resilient. And really interesting. It was, it was uh, and just the ups and downs, the ins and outs, uh, I just found very interesting and inspiring in, a, inspiring in a way. I really enjoyed it. Okay. That goes on my list. Um, another one I've read, which I would recommend to... Um, gosh, basically anybody in sales is a book called The Science of Selling, written by a gentleman named David Hoffeld, mm-hmm. and also have interviewed him in his episode will be coming up shortly on the show. And he did a really good job of of summarizing and sort of synthesizing a lot of the research that's been done about. You know, the neuroscience of decision-making and influence and behavioral economics and social psychology that we sort of referred to in past episodes. Mm. And sort of laying it out um, in a way that you can sort of follow. And it's, it's just, and he's at the end puts together sort of his own, based on that, he sort of puts together his own methodology for, for doing 
uh, you know, approaching customers, which is good. I mean, I thought the real strength of the book was that, you know, the first half to two thirds where he's really going through all this research. There's just lots of things to learn in there about, uh, from academia about, about our customers, you know, how they process information, how they are influenced, how they make decisions. And oh. if for that first two thirds of the book alone, I mean, read the whole book, obviously, but yeah, for just the beginning, I said, he did a really good job of, of putting that together. And, and so if you've read Daniel Kahneman, if you've read uh, yeah. you know, Cialdini, if you've read Richard Thaler and, you know, other economists, behavioral economics, economists, excuse me, as I try to speak today. Uh, yeah, here's a good summary and, and good reference points and easy read. And, and so I really recommend people pick that up and, and read it. It's a good book and it's like a basic text. I think that, that salespeople should have with them. That sounds like a great one. Another one, another one to add on the list. When I hop on an airplane, that's my best time. Mm-hmm. And given my status, I should be reading more than I'm doing. And I read <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Right. So, oh, okay. You're saying that's another one you're going to add. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm going to That's definitely another one I want to, another another one that, to add. That uh, read recently, which is one of my, becoming one of my all-time favorite books uh, about sales, even though it's not specifically about selling, is, and I've mentioned before, it's called The Coaching Habit written by a gentleman named Michael Bungay Stanier. Hmm. And wow, what a good book, short book. What the book is really about is, is behavior change. And, you know, this is, this is really essential for us as, as anybody involved in the, the uh, business of sales, sales management, and so on. The book really does a great job sort of describing sort of state-of-the-art in terms of research of how how habits are formed. And so when we think about our routine as salespeople, it's it's fundamentally habit driven. And so it gives a great foundation about how to how to develop new habits. And then when he talks about implementing his coaching habit, and he has examples about how you should coach. And really, if you're gonna be an effective coach, your takeaway from reading the book is, wow. An effective salesperson really is an effective coach. You're really coaching your prospects in a in a very specific way. And yeah, I would definitely recommend everybody run out and pick up a copy of that book. That is, I'm I'm gonna I'll probably listen to that one today. Yeah, because it's short, right? It's a short. It is one. short. Yeah. And and this is Canadian based. Runs a, a consulting firm named box of crayons in uh in canada but smart guy excellent excellent book um so that's another one people should add to their list well and especially andy since we've talked about how there's so much leverage in these in frontline managers and what they do and how well they're trained that just the more that we can either equip managers if we're in a position to do that, or if we are frontline managers, that we continue to develop our own skills, the more mm-hmm. impact that that's going to have, the more impact that's going to have on our success. Right. So that's, I'm excited about that one. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, i trying to think what else I read recently that, uh, well, another book, a short book, 
you know, a lot of books out there about how to use LinkedIn to sell. And I've had a number of people on the show talking about their books and talking about their the work they do, and lots of excellent people talking about it. But I read a book about LinkedIn that came from sort of an unexpected source. Um, hmm. So a gentleman named Eric Qualman, who's a very well-known speaker, consultant, uh, primarily on the marketing side, uh, does a lot of work with enterprise, you know, major Fortune 500 type companies. Hmm. Uh, very interesting guy if you go and look at his website. But he wrote this book about how to sell on LinkedIn, 30 tips in 30 days. Actually, Is that the, a hack? Actually, it's it's not. And it's it's okay. uh, it Just is checking. good for basic those, behavior. For those people who've listened to a previous episode where we talk right. about hacks. Yeah, no, it's um, about just good basic selling behavior um, and how you basically implement that and exemplify that on through LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, really one of the one of the better books on the topic that I read. Okay, there's there's I'd be curious to get the to get that one. I know that more and more people. I mean, we're using it more and more uh, at Logs.io. Mm-hmm. I used it at my previous companies, but that's becoming. At least in the U.S., internationally, LinkedIn is not as big yet, so um, it's not as powerful of a tool for like my EMEA team. But mm-hmm. definitely for the U.S., it's uh, it's definitely a great it's a great tool, and everybody should know how to use that effectively. Yeah, well, this becomes a, a great book for that. Um, ah, gosh, I wish I was just sitting here looking at the clock because I know we're going to wrap up here shortly. Um, now, on the non, I, non-business I side. Okay, yeah. I think that's a good number of books, by the way. It is. I think that's <clears throat> that can be an overwhelm for people. But on the non-business <laughs> side, you were going to say? On the non-business side, last, last suggestion of the day. Yeah, I'm a, uh, I love historical fiction. Ah, me too. And so one of my favorite authors is uh, Bernard Cornwell, who's written huh. a number of series about... Uh, huh. Oh, he wrote a... A great series I love called the Sharp series about this uh, rifleman in the British Army and Napoleonic era that basically has all the adventures and over a series of I don't know, 15, 20 books rises up to a higher level. Do you know level. what's so funny? When you told me this historical fiction, I was going to ask, is this about war? Is like there a war <laughs> theme in here? Well, is this one of the wars that you love to follow? Well, gosh. But anyway, what I was going to say, <laughs> you'll, okay, you'll have to determine this is uh, he wrote a 10-book series uh, called the Saxon Tales series about uh-huh. a fictional warrior in uh, 9th century England. And this is all about sort of during the period of uh, King Alfred and when, you know, England was really three or four different countries at that point in time uh, that the names don't exist today except for Wales. And huh. uh, basically talking about sort of sets the stage for what ultimately becomes sort of the unification of, of England um, and to sort of in advance of the, the Norman conquest. But it, it uh, I don't know, yeah, it's kind of bloody, but it's a great sort of, you know, multi-generational story that, that um, I enjoyed. I'm going to check it out. I, I don't typically go for the uh, bloody books, even if they're historical fiction, but if it's really well written and I oh, love yeah. history, then I'm I'm in. I'm game. I'm I'm going to explore it. 
Yeah, he should read the first one. I mean, it's to me, he's he's such a great writer, and gosh, writes I think effortlessly and great detail. Obviously, has a great team of researchers that help him, uh, you know, get everything ready to write. But uh, great plots, easy to you know, good quick reads, and uh, you learn a lot in the process as well. So, which I love. Yeah. All right. That's so, enough. unless you have another one, do you have another one, or are we done? I think that's good for today. I've, I've always got, I've always got more, but I also want to be mindful of our time today, and okay. also not to overload. True. Not True. to overload. Yes, the book reports won't be due next week, but uh, we'll let you no, know. Well, exactly not next when. week, but the following week. The so following you know, week, right. four or five books in a couple of weeks. That's I think that's reasonable. Just turn off the TV. You got plenty of time. That's right. <laughs> As mom and dad say, turn off that TV. I know, that's horrible. Do we your should homework. Stop this. We should stop this. <laughs> All right. Well, Bridget, as always, a pleasure as to speak always, with you. As always, Andy. It was great. I look forward to next time. Next week. And friends, thank you again for joining us. Uh, make sure you come back next week. Listen to us. Or in the meantime, listen to episode of Accelerate during the week as uh, we've got episodes, um, gosh, six days a week. So uh, thanks for joining us. Until next time, good selling, everyone. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com.